This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome back, everyone, to the Talking Hockey Podcast. It's your favorite. Producer Luke here to remind you to follow and subscribe on whatever streaming service you use. Leave a review on Apple. Visit our website, TalkingHockeyPodcast.com, and follow us on Instagram at TalkingHockey for daily content. Now, let's get into today's episode with your favorite group of guys, Luke, Eric, Ty, and Martin. Welcome to episode 54 of the Talking Hockey Podcast. Ty, Luke, Martin, Eric. Very energetic, not getting interrupted today, and we're going to talk about uh, the whole barstool sports thing that's going on, and we're also going to talk about uh, Ralph Kruger getting fired finally by Buffalo. So, Eric, do we really want to get into that? Yes, we do. Bar barstool or Kruger? Oh no, the barstool. Yeah, Sorry. we are. We're getting wow. into I'm it. I'm still. I'm literally still working right now. Eric, Eric this is your work. Okay, this is your work. Yeah, this is Eric, work. This is your full time job. Uh, <laughs> all right how about okay. we go to luke and i want to hear luke's thoughts on barstool sports and gord miller and what's going on there i i don't really get all the offense of calling out barstool like everyone's pointing this finger at gord miller like he's some bad guy for just bringing up barstool and he was literally asked a question about would you go on spitting chiclets? Like he didn't bring it up. It's not something that was uncalled for. Someone literally asked him a question. He said no. And all this that is now being said out there and grew like gone way bigger. Listen, Barstool fans, I'm gonna I'm gonna lay it out real simple for you. Okay. You can both listen to spitting chiclets and like Barstool and also think misogyny racism all those things are bad you can Luke, do both that's of those a nuanced things take that's not allowed here okay we get I'm sorry. angry at everything it's the only it's so <laughs> funny that's like no answer. one's it's the no only say, thing gordon miller literally says i like those guys but i would never go on their show there's yeah, nothing geez. wrong with that like I had the most like plain nuanced take on yeah. it. He was just asked a question. He just responded. I don't think I would go on if they asked me because then, this, this, and this, and yeah. then everyone freaked out. <laughs> People have the nerve to say he's a white knight and like virtue signaling about fighting racism, all these things while they're white knighting and virtually single signaling their defense for barstool sports, which is like, bro, they're not, they don't care. Like Barstool does not really care. Then, like Gordon Miller was actually getting legitimate death threats from people too. Like saying, don't, like one guy was screenshot saying, "Prez, I don't know who you're talking about, but I'll go and kill them." And I'm like, "Yeah, this is exactly what Gordon Miller's talking." The it, it was like everything that he said that they do went and happened to him. Yeah, <laughs> and, like, and it was like it was. Everything encapsulated, and it was like Dave Portnoy sending people out to attack him and attack his daughter because his daughter defended, went on Twitter and defended his 16 year old daughter who yep. 
got like thousands, like not maybe not thousands, but hundreds and hundreds of people like mess DMing her and commenting her death threats, rape threats, uh, you know, like calling her all sorts of names and all this stuff, all just because. And on top of that, the worst part was he didn't even like, like. And all of Barstool is now attacking him, saying, "Oh, he wanted to be on the spin chicklets," and and like he never said any of that. Like they're like yeah. making like I think it was Wh- Ryan Whitney's video of yeah. him saying, "Uh, we never invited him on." He never said you invited him on. He just said he'd never go on if they did. And like, yeah. just, it's like just it was like literally a self fulfilling yeah <laughs> like story. And then it's, you posted about Barstool it. And I arguing commented with on themselves it. and then like taking anything that anyone's ever said to them and attaching it to Gord Miller and then like attacking him for it. As yeah. if he, it was just so ridiculous. Oh my it god. It was the all... dumbest people on the planet, I'm telling you. Yeah. I and like those guys a lot, threats, but, but anything to do with Barstool is a no go for me. Like that that was as simple as the statement was and then people came at him and then they asked like why why where's the data where's the data what research have you done and <laughs> this guy's this guy's in sports people are all saying oh you used to work for NBC who protected Matt Lauer and and the Harvey Weinstein case I'm unaware of that situation and if that's true then yes you have to do Gord you do have to put your money where your mouth is and speak up against your own company and your own industry and your own company um, so there is a, there is truth to that, but again, people, I don't, I, I don't know how I else to explain this to you. Two things can be true at the same time. Prez of Barstool Sports can both be a douchebag and do some great things. People can both, both be good and bad. The, the worst, yeah, exactly. Like the worst part is they're like, he's not racist. Have you seen his, uh, small business fund and he raised $30 million? How could he say he's bad? What does that have to do with any of the points? Like everyone just brings up these like random points. Like no, nobody's all bad. Like someone in the comment section kept bringing up someone in the comment section of your post kept bringing up, uh, Cardi B to me. And I'm like, I don't understand what Cardi (laughs) B has anything to do with this situation. (laughs) But that's because nobody can make an argument about the topic. They can only make an argument about like something else. It has to be like completely just out of like, out of nowhere like and the worst part is even when you try to have that conversation like one girl commented on our post from today on it and then she just said thank you gord miller for staying up and then some dude comments underneath what proof do you have that uh he does anything you're a woman explain it to me what he does and then she tries to explain it to him very calmly and then he's just like no, that's not true. Blah 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 blah. It's just like you—you you didn't ask because you wanted to find out. You asked so that you could respond back, and like it's just a disingenuous conversation. At the end of the day, just all around. Yeah, it was just—it's just such a ridiculous. I don't have too much to say about Barstool. I don't. I don't care for Barstool. I like the spitting chicklets. Most of the Barstool content, I think, is ridiculous. Same with Canadian Party Life. Same with a lot of like Nelk. I hate Nelk so much. Nelk is the worst thing on the internet. You can fight. Nelk, Nelk isn't even <laughs> funny. I don't. Nelk and and people are going. And Nelk has just as loyal as following as Barstool. We're so gonna we're going to get hate for this. But Nelk isn't. Nelk isn't even entertaining. <laughs> do you remember Martin? Do you remember Walker? Was it Walker Did and Matias who were obsessed with Nelk? And I was just like, I don't hey, hey, like hey. I watched like a couple of their videos and I was just like, I don't get it, man. Nelk yeah. on a good day. I don't, I don't really get it. I don't hate Nelk, them. I'm just like, no, okay. This is it. This is it. Nelk they got on, famous on, partying. 
Nelk on their <laughs> Nelk on their best day is a group of utter douchebags. There's no yes. other way to put it. Like there's that's no, why people love them though, right? It's like like they're shit disturbers. The amount of disrespect in all their videos they have. I don't know if they're staged or not. I don't think they are. I they don't look super staged. No, if those like. <laughs> I don't know. There was one- it, the ones I, I don't mind the videos where they're not causing like tons of property damage and pain it's like and the worst suffering of the on people. internet all in a group. You know what I mean? Like just like the worst, the worst uh, benefits of the internet all in one. Like what does the internet promote? Just controversy. It promotes yeah. what gets the most attention. It promotes uh, hot girls. Yeah. So it's all of that just mixed into one. It's how can we get the most attention? Outrage the most people. And make something that would just get everyone to share it. And that's yeah. what Nelk content is at the end of the day, right? And then they bring in porn stars. They bring in uh, hot yeah. models. And then they get them to do these pranks with them and piss people off in public and embarrass themselves and do these pranks or whatever. Again, and it's just the most basic content out there, but it works very well because there's an audience for it all yeah. the time. And again, I don't like Nelk, but I don't... or. I don't. I don't like Nelk, but I wouldn't judge someone else for watching Nelk. Yeah, like I I'm wouldn't not, be like. Yeah, because everyone has their stupid entertainment like outlets. Yes. Like people yeah. watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians. People I think people watch that watch The, the Bachelor. Bachelor. I'm like, bro, what are you doing? People watch. But exactly. But all. But all of us have our thing that we're watching, where it's like we know it's like I watched Martin watch ten seasons of the Big Bang Theory. <laughs> <laughs> Like Martin ran through that show and he he spent like four weeks, he was on like a month and every day it would just be the only thing he watched. I definitely judge people who watch The Big Bang Theory more than I judge people who watch Nelk. That is true. Yeah, people who go. enjoy it. Yeah. People who he watched enjoy like 10 seasons of The Big Bang Theory Dude, in like four weeks. The I don't know. I, I, I don't that. But the, but the so point stoned. is, everyone watches stupid. Yeah, yeah. I, everyone I watches stupid stuff. That's the everyone point. has watched stupid stuff. Everyone has a line of where they draw what's mm-hmm. stupid and what's not, which is what Gore did. All Gore did is he drew a yeah, line exactly. of what he would and wouldn't support. Which I judge I respect Martin for watching Big Bang Theory. Yeah, but I don't hate him for it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> My line: I won't watch Nelk because Nelk hey, is to me a bunch of guys who literally have the maturity of a stick. So, <laughs> like, no, thank you. Not interested. In it. I don't watch reality TV because I think yeah, it, I don't watch reality. You don't TV have cable. Either. Why are you watching I, someone else's reality? Luke. If you're going to watch anything, watch at least someone TV. watch someone's fiction. Look, you, you know, you, you don't I watch think. reality TV because you don't have cable. I, I know I do a lot of people that do watch awesome. reality TV. Like a lot. I seem like someone? No, no, but low key, like, I get just, it. I get the Martin appeal of it. <laughs> what? Did Martin just say I look like someone who watches a lot of reality TV? No, no, no. I know a lot of people. Oh, yeah. But Luke, so you do I, man. And I judge like all of them. No. honestly i get it because sometimes you can be watching something and you can get like attached to the characters i want to be on the back reality tv isn't reality anyways it's not like nelk is reality no like nelk is reality tv in the sense that everything is planned out they come up with the ideas and then they go and just implement it in the real world, yeah. world and that's reality tv they put 20 girls in a house with one dude in the bachelor and then they know exactly what these girls are going to do. They have it all planned out. They create all the controversy. And then there's some real moments in there, maybe. But there was that moment with 905 that Nelk had, didn't they? Nelk had that 905 guy. I don't know what they called him. 90 
something, the guy that they kicked out of their group because yeah, yeah, yeah. he had rape, I, he had I rape no allegations. Idea. I have no idea. I have zero if understanding. If you want to know something, Nelk. Nelk is big Nick content, 100%. Nick loves Nelk. <laughs> Nick, Nick is Nelk. Nelk. <laughs> he showed me, okay, Nick showed Nick. me my only Nelk video I've ever watched is the one where it was at Western and they, they went to some lecture at Western and they uh, the guy was talking all the, some, all the time. Some, yeah, some anthropology class at Western and he was saying, something about DMing 21 Savage on Instagram or something like that. And it was, it, it was kind of funny, but that's the only Nelk video I ever watched. Well, they, they went to a lot, of from the area. a lot of their videos just come from them going into Canadian universities and then yeah, asking stupid questions and it, shit disturbing in lectures. So our buddy funny. Walker was, was watching his lecture, like, cause he, he did a lot of lectures online. So he's watch, watching his lecture, and literally this happens. Like during <laughs> his lecture, <laughs> the Nelk boys, and then he watches the Nelk video. <laughs> so it literally like happened to one of his classes. It was pretty joke. I'm sure but, he wish he, he went to class And it's a good marketing day. strategy too because at the end of the day, everyone who's in that class now is going to share it. Everyone at Carlton mm-hmm. ended up sharing it. And then Canadian Party Life mm-hmm. will share it. Yeah, exactly, right? So it's a mm-hmm. self and I think that is a different stuff. level of disrespect. It's still disrespectful. It's different than going to like, I think they have a video of like going to a winery and literally just spilling wine on everyone. Yeah. And they like and broke and like literally and, destruction of property. Yeah. yeah. Which so I mean, I wouldn't, that. I wouldn't but be surprised. It, all, it if, always as, leads to that because they need to escalate. You can't have, I know. A, you can't have the, the problem with that type of content is the second you're putting it out there, the only way to get more likes get, to grow it is to escalate the conflict. So when they first and, started out, they probably were doing some pretty mild stuff. Like the internet, yeah. like 10 years ago, the pranks that they were doing, nothing compared to the stuff that they're doing now because they Dude, can I, have to keep escalating. I met these guys that were like pranksters who clearly wanted to be Nelk boys at uh, the Toronto Raptors game six, like night of the parade. They were in line. And it was like four young guys, the absolute four douchiest people I've ever seen with my two eyes. Like they were so disrespectful to everyone in the line. You cl- you saw that they went home and just like ingested Nelk toxicity into their veins. And they were like, we're pranksters, we're pranksters. And I'm like, you're literally just a fucking dick. Go sit down. And they tried to get up on my face. And everyone else around me had my back, and I'm like, "Yeah, let's go." And then they ran off because they were just children. Like they were it's probably all, it's all the same group too. Like you, you if if someone's a Nelk three fan, boys and a person of color, fan, they're yeah. a Barstool fan. If they're a Barstool fan, they're probably going to be a Nelk fan. If they're a Nelk fan, they're probably going to be a Spit and Chicklets fan. And it's just like it's just that group, and it's identity it's like an identity for them right it's a personality like that's, trait. that's what bar it is what barstool is is it's an identity or a personality at the end of the day like they call themselves stoolies it's a fandom you're like loyal to your guys so nobody's thinking rationally about like what are the because you can point out a hundred thousand different things that barstool's done where you're like wow that's bad but it doesn't matter because if you're just if that's who you are you can't let something yeah, and it's and it's you're, true. And you're you're not attacking Barstool. You're attacking them. You're talking yeah. like their essence as a human being, which is its own problem in itself. Essence. If that's if if your if your personality your is revolving around Barstool, that's a whole another issue that we don't need to get into. But you're not arguing with anyone that yeah. is thinking rationally. They're just thinking you're attacking their personality and their essence as a human being, and not their. 
and Barstool itself. And credit to the president. Well, credit credit to the president of Barstool. I mean, like we all of us as individuals, as humans, are that way in some position, in some community, in some yes. aspect. You think of police officers, you think of gangs, you think of a lot of those t- uh, sports teams. Protect your own, protect the innocent, exactly. keep it in, keep it in the locker room. Human a lot of trait. it is just basic human psychology. Yep. So, in a way, it is a human trait. But I mean, I if, if you think it's virtue signaling to say hey, I stand up against racism and you're someone who's standing up against for someone who stands up for racism or whatever, whatever, however it works, then I mean, the problem everything's, is there needs to everything's be some virtue signaling. At some point, like at some point, you just have to look at what someone's saying and try to take it at somewhat of face value or at least try to understand where they're coming from. So like, Eric, and what that's what we're doing right now. Like I'm trying to understand where Barstool people are coming from. And that is, it's their personality. It's who they are. They've attached their identity. Their identity is, is revolved around the anti-woke culture, whatever you want to call it, and that's who they are. And that's why they're not seeing it clear. But there has to be a both sides type thing where they try to see from where the other people are coming from. So if I see a woman complaining about the hate and the sexism or the misogyny or whatever that they're dealing with from Barstool, you have to, at some point, let that impact the way you feel about something. And it's just not happening. Yeah. Listen to the latest episode of the Imperfect Pod for more about not all men, <laughs> as why it's a stupid ass phrase. Uh, um, I have a, I, but Eric, you're you're sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say Eric. I was gonna say Eric. Your boy Gary V likes uh, is friends with the the president of Barstool. How you feel about that? Everyone's friends with the president of Barstool because Barstool is huge and money matters over everything else in the world. So, That's just the reality. Like, I don't have a problem if people like Dave Portnoy. I get it. Like, I've watched some of his. I've get. I've watched some of his videos, man. He's an entertaining guy. He's he has a personality and he has a cult like following for a reason. And the reason is he he does he. And I, again, I hate when people say, "Oh, he taught." He says it as it is. I hate that term, but he's really just like. I don't give a fuck. I'm going to say exactly what I want. And that's something that's attractive to a lot of people. And some people, and we're all attracted to that type of person just in our own sphere. If you have like a, you know, someone you view as smart and someone, and they, you know, they call bullshit on the system, whether it's an economic system, whether it's a, whatever it is, right. You, we, you are drawn to those types of people and those types of characters. So I get I get why people love Dave Portnoy and he's entertaining and he's funny and he does have some like if if you don't follow Barstool closely you could watch Dave Portnoy and not know any of the shit that goes on with Barstool because yeah. like if if you have that's him on one TikTok, thing that pisses me off too is like people think that because you're a fan of something that you're well educated you know, on you, everything exactly you don't you like don't know. I, who cares if I he listen to spitting chiclets I like spitting chiclets all the time on TikTok and it's always just him. And I think this guy, Josh Richards or whatever, talking about TikTok drama with whoever, I don't know. Their, we have very different names. for you pages. Mine is just He just ass. shows up. Mine is just ass and titties. <laughs> That's, I figured that would be tough. Anyways, the I knew, reason I knew he's that was just, a setup for Tyler. The reason Portnoy shows up, oh I'm always looking for sports content, right? So Dave Portnoy, huge in sports. He shows up. It's his pizza. His pizza reviews, those show up. Like He always shows up on my for you page. Anyways, all this to say is, people, you can like two things at the same time. You can like and hate something at the same time. You can like Nelk and hate everything that, like, all their stupid actions and just watch the videos that you like. You can like Barstool and dislike David. You can like David and dislike Barstool. Yeah, it doesn't always all have to come in. It doesn't have to be your 
everything or nothing. You can no, have some... Barstool. Anyways, we should move yeah, on okay. from this topic. Barstool knows exactly what platform they've built and how to be successful off of it, and they're yeah. yeah. And it's not, and it. Barstool knows what they're doing. Exactly. Like the thing is, they they purpose. It's not like they're accidentally this way. They're doing it because they know they're creating a system where people are picking sides, and the more people that they can kind of trigger and piss off, they know the more people that will come onto their side and do the opposite of that. So they create an emotional bond. It's a genius marketing plan. Like that's the reason why Barstool has the best betting platform out there, the most profitable betting platform out there, right? It's because they just, they attract a certain type of person and then their betting platform becomes super profitable for them because to be realistic, a lot of those fans aren't as uh, educated or knowledgeable about certain things. So Eric, here's the real question, okay? Would Gord Miller come on our podcast and be a... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. No, not, not after Ty's not after Ty's comments because you know, he's, he's getting canceled after this episode too, and then Martin's gonna get canceled for liking Big Bang Theory. Yeah. <laughs> okay, hey. so Eric, you and I are gonna get canceled yeah. for uh, for not our talk about like bit. Yeah, and then I'm gonna get canceled like for my Nelk takes, and I don't know. You Martin, watch are you like doing, 10 are you doing homework? Like, what are you doing? Though? I'm evaluating Mars. Mars doing Mars homework. homework. He's, he's, yeah, he's making bank. Really um, anyway, Luke has 20 minutes left on the clock because, like I said, he has That's a circle true. jerk. Um, so let's move along. Buffalo Sabres finally fired Ralph Kruger. How do you feel about that, Eric? The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff, and it affects everything, which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. Um, I made money off of it, so I love that. <laughs> the odds... <laughs> Odds you could get for betting Kruger would be fired as of like two days ago was insane. <laughs> you could get plus seven hundred, plus seven hundred. Wow. If I bet, I only bet fifty dollars. But if I bet a hundred dollars, I could have made seven hundred bucks. <laughs> How can you get those odds? Like it was, it was right on sports. I know, but the thing yeah. was, like, I think ownership kept on coming out, defending him. Even a m- less than a month ago, you could get fourteen hundred. Plus fourteen hundred, which means if you bet a hundred dollars, you make fourteen hundred dollars on that. And no, that was I'm like literally you. on the end at the end of February, so like two or three weeks ago. The universal sign of someone getting fired in hockey is legitimately ownership coming out and defending them. Yep, <laughs> every time. Two weeks. Cause... Two weeks later. Yep, that person's fired. This was <laughs> <Mercedes laughs> though. Who could have seen? Okay, uh, what what doesn't make sense to me is Taylor Hall when he signed in Buffalo said. One of the major That's deciding factors was Ralph Kruger. I wanted to come and play for Ralph yeah. Kruger. 
And the players said funny. they love playing for this guy, but like literally, it was brutal to watch. It was awful to watch. Experience I, Sabres hockey, man. It's it's an unbelievably bad. It's it's a combination of being insanely unlucky. There's that. Kruger not being a great coach. The team being built awfully. And all three of those just coming together and creating a last place situation. And I drafted Eichel and Taylor Hall in fantasy, and that has been so ass for me. But uh, <laughs> it's and yeah, Eric, I don't have like too much lineups anymore, dude. I I gave up on fantasy hockey. I was fucking yeah. done. <laughs> season. I was just like, <laughs> dude, the amount of like players I just had out for all the first month of the anyway. It's not important. Uh, I don't have too much more to say about it because I feel like we've exhausted the whole Buffalo situation. We've talked about them on the podcast like three or four times now. But yeah. he had to row. go. Management go. needs to figure out what the hell they need to do. They need to reorganize the bottom six. They probably need to trade Hall. Probably need to trade Eric Stahl at the deadline and just collect as much as they can for the future. Eichel might even have to go at this point simply because he won't want Eichel's to play gone, there anymore. man. Eichel is literally gone. I don't think he's coming back this season. He had a he had a major neck injury the other week. Um, mm-hmm. That he's going to be up for I'm a while aware. at least. So I don't think they. <laughs> I don't think he's coming back this year. If he does, there's no point to it. He's getting traded. Like this team is is at rock bottom once again. Like I what? yeah. <sighs> After never getting out After of never rock get, bottom. So yeah, they got slightly above <laughs> rock bottom, and now it's even... Like, this is even worse yeah, they than were the, like, the year they tanked. Yeah. This is pure incompetence. They tried yeah, because to they get McDavid. Because they weren't trying yeah. to tank. Yeah. This is the worst part. They weren't trying to tank, and they are. That's when it's bad. <laughs> they if actually tried to, to tank, do better this year. Yeah, yeah and <laughs> like I said... They anyone, brought in Taylor Hall exactly. and Eric Stahl. Like, those are big... Like, anyone saying that Buffalo is trying to tank this year is wrong. They yeah, no, they are. How does they might team, be now. They might be now, yeah. yeah and this is now. what's brutal for it is that why would a team also tank in this year when you have a bunch of guys? Your top twenty twenty one draft picks are all going to be guys who would probably go closer to ten in any other draft, right? So, yeah, this like, isn't the year. To this tank. is not a year to tank. Like the best prospect, I don't even know who Owen Power, maybe. The 2022 draft, though. Yeah. Oh, baby. Detroit, maybe Ottawa, if there's, they're probably still going to be crap, probably Buffalo. They're going to be loading up on that one, that the top guys. There. Honestly, but it, it, it's, it's, this is not the draft to be doing it. Very unfortunate timing. But even any of the guys in the top 10 of this draft, they're still going to be top four defensemen, top six wingers, as potentially – franchise goalie within uh uh the swede the swedish guy oh, next Lundqvist, whatever Wallstead. yeah Wallstead. so uh there's still like you can't say it's bad for them to go number one you still get your best pick it's just they're not they're not top it's just not talent. a shane wright yeah or uh connor bernard or uh jack even a jack hughes level guy Rasmus Dahlin. I don't know what the hell they're going to do with Dahlin. That guy gets walked once a night, him. like at least once a night. He's getting walked and a you know goal that? scored. Yeah, that the last couple games have been kind of embarrassing for Buffalo. Just, just there's, <laughs> it's, oh my it's, god, there's so dude. many highlight clips of it just being embarrassing for. They've got shut out six yeah, times have, this season, in in what thirty games. <clears throat> yeah, 
And, and it's That's amazing because Dalian's got yeah. <laughs> gotten worse every single year almost since his first two years in the league. He just gotten worse and worse, basically. Yeah. So I don't know. And but anyways, let's move on from Buffalo. What else were we going to talk about? On That's all I had. Oh, I wanted to talk about the Eric Carlson quote. Not wanting to I know rebuild. Would what did he say? say? He said so he didn't want to. Martin, he didn't he sign here to rebuild. To be part of another rebuild. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then he sucks though. <laughs> I Wait, saw so. I saw a thing saying like if you don't want to rebuild, how about you don't suck with a ten million dollar contract or whatever he yeah. is, eleven mil. Like, yeah, he's uh, at eleven point five. I think it is. Yeah, so the I think he said can't suck. Yeah, so wait, I'm gonna pull up the quote here so that um where is it? Obviously, so, I did not sign to, to go yeah. through a rebuild or go through what I did for 10 years in Ottawa, but it is what it is. I think that we need to find a way to build with a core group that we have here and figure out a way to how to be competitive here in upcoming years. There's no way yeah. for so them to players. be competitive. There's literally no way for no, them. No, not with those but, players. But do you think <clears throat> his comment is justified? Because you have to take it fully in. Because a lot of people only said the first part of obvious, obviously I did not sign here to go through a rebuild or go through what I did for 10 years in Ottawa. He, but he continued that by saying, but it is what it is. I think that we need to find a way to build with the core group and like what Luke said, become competitive over the upcoming years, right? So he didn't just say that first part. He continued it, put some nuance to it. So do you think it's a fair thing for him to say or do you think he should have just you know skipped it, over It's time? fair for sure with the players, like your top paid player he makes what 11 million 11.5 million dollars he's in the top 10 of you know highest paid players in the league i think you get to share your mm-hmm. opinion with that in mind you're a big part of the team with that salary but he also does suck and it's unfortunate because as much as people want to discredit how good eric carlson was i mean maybe trying to downplay his ottawa success and, and looking at his play now but he literally was the best defenseman in the world. He was the yeah. Ottawa Senators. Yeah. And he was yeah. that for like he, he was incredible. And I'll never forget that that people had him in run. the top three yeah. in the NHL. Like that's it's it, it's it's ridiculous. Arguing he was he was the best player in the NHL at one point after the playoffs. Remember that? There was mm-hmm. legitimate talk people were that saying 20, is, it, that, is it fair to say Carlson's the best player in the league right that now? That 2017 yeah. playoff run, man, like it was insane how he single-handedly carried Ottawa. That broke that also broke Eric broke Carlson. Him. Yeah. <laughs> he was playing that on people don't really, he was playing that on one ankle, right? Like he was playing that on one yeah. ankle, skating around, playing. And now he's playing minutes. full seasons yeah. on one ankle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that was insane. Like he literally could have won like the Conn Smythe trophy, even though Ottawa was not in the Stanley cup finals. Like there was legitimate talk of him, you know, potentially winning that or being the best player in the playoffs. And maybe it was just like stats guy saying, you know, Eric Carlson should, should win the freaking Conn Smythe. But like there was, talk I, of it, at I, least feel, I remember everyone talking about that. Like even the announcers of the commentators in the games were saying, just how insane he was. And it wasn't just because he was actually playing very well. It's because he was pulling off highlight real plays like that pass to Mike Hoffman mm. over the air, 130 feet or something. It was whatever tape to tape sauce just, from the, from yeah, his, behind really, his own net to the other team's blue line. Yeah, I, I don't think he was behind his net. Whatever. I think he was in the circle. Uh, whatever. It doesn't matter. It was whatever. Whatever. far, <laughs> but yeah. So just, 
But do you think it was worth it for him to do that and play on that ankle, considering where he's at now versus, you know, the second that injury happened, I'm out, I'm gone, rehab this. When do you ever get because another like, chance? Players? Clearly, but but now his career's over. And it's not over. He's getting paid $11.5 million a year. For what if they had made the Stanley Cup years. final? Seems like it probably. But it doesn't matter about a what if anymore. I guess it's just. But like they were, that's the year they were goal away, right? Yeah. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, was it worth it in the end? You know, like end. I don't think that. I don't think maybe him. I don't know, man. He's never gonna get. He's never gonna. It's a cut. At that that point, you're thinking very short term. You're not thinking long term. Yeah, but like now looking back on it, do you think there's a regret of shit I should yes, have done that? Probably. I screwed up my entire career. Yes. And also, do you think it's fair that what he said about going through a rebuild and what he did for 10 years in Ottawa? Because Ottawa has a lot of people run. were mad about that because they were like mad because he went to the playoffs five or six times, whatever it was, with Ottawa, right? So uh, over his career there, I think they went to the playoffs five times. I might be wrong. Maybe four, uh, but people were. I assume mad he was just talking about the end of his time in Ottawa because Ottawa wasn't really actually in a rebuild for much of his career. Like they were never mm-hmm. good, really, up until one or two of those years, maybe. But he was never in an actual rebuild. But I think I think he'd be afraid. He's, he's referring to the end, the end of his Ottawa tenure. Yeah. No, but he, I think I he said mad what, him about that or Ottawa. go through what I did for ten years in Ottawa. So he didn't say what I went through in Ottawa. He said for 10 years in Ottawa, which is how long well, he was there. I don't like that comment then because he should <laughs> be referring to the end because that's kind of stupid. But if he wasn't on that team, it's a re, it was a basically a rebuilding team. That team was last place in the league without Eric Carlson. Put in, put in a replacement level guy. Well, for by him. the end they had two superstars. They had Stone and Carlson. Yeah, but Stone really only came out in the last two or three years of his career, or which of, is when they were sorry, actually good. Career. Yeah, yeah, when they had <laughs> Stone up front and they had Carl and they had like Hoffman at his best self, thirty thirty every single year, basically. Yeah, uh, they just needed a center. <laughs> and then they traded away, <laughs> traded away that center for Derek Broussard. Good times. Yes, that was dumb. That was dumb. That was stupid. But I also think he he can't be saying he can't be he can't also be saying like Martin said can't go criticizing what's happening in San Jose while also being directly responsible for that. Right? Because if Eric Carlson was Eric Carlson making eleven point five, San Jose is probably in a better position right now. Or yeah, he he signed his way there for what the seven or eight years, right? Long term deal. What team out there, especially while you're a guy who's going into his mid thirties at that point, right? What team is is there possible to to be a competitive team for eight straight years? Not mid thirties. Carlson was like thirty when he signed that deal, man. Okay, well, like, I mean, Carlson, he's going into fall his off with Carlson, the fall off with him is insane. Like in a two or three year period, going from probably the best player in the world to one of the worst defensemen in the league right now. Like that's to be fair, what happened in his insane, life was pretty insane too. Yeah, I know. and that's the thing too, right? He lost a kid. He or his, uh, yeah, he lost his kid. His, his teammate like turned on him. 
Yeah, his teammate was like his teammate's wife (laughs) was cyberbullying his wife, and then he played on that broken ankle. Yeah, that has to be a physical altercation between him and Hoffman in the parking. Oh, was there? I didn't know that. I don't remember that. Anyways, okay, so there you go. And him and Hoffman were like very close, from what I recall, or at least somewhat Mm -hmm. close. Yeah. So that probably. It's probably a combination of a lot of those things, but he also shouldn't have signed in San Jose if he wasn't looking to go well, through yeah, That's what I mean, though. Like, even he's 30 years old, and he looks at that team with a whole bunch of other 30-plus-year-olds and says, yes, I'm going to sign my next eight years here. All, all of them on long-term deals like Vlasic and Burns and Martin Jones and Ned and whoever else up front. I, I don't even know. Couture. Um, and you look at those guys and you say, yes, I need to sign my future here for the next eight years yeah. while we're all going into our late stages of our career together. How do you not expect to rebuild at some point there? I'm sure he didn't expect to have to do it in year two or three of his contract that he's in now, but like no, his team fell off San Jose quick. fell off quick. Yeah. They fell off really quick. fell off <laughs> last year and yeah. it just kind of happened. But nobody Everyone was expecting was predicting, that. Yeah. They weren't yeah. a good Well, they all kind of started to suck right at the same time. Yeah. They all yeah. were like, just went bad all at once. And, and but the thing was, they also could have rebounded this year. Like, I, yes, they have the pieces on their team to be better than what they are. Like, if Eric Carlson yes. can be even half the player he was, that's a top four defenseman right there. If they didn't bring in, like, I don't know why they brought in Dubnik. To be the goalie for that team, they also got uh, Donato though. They, like they got they got some good players like that. Yeah, and they have a bunch of young guys: Timo Meyer, uh, Thomas Hurdle. I think they Hurdle have, has a torn uh, ACL though, doesn't he? Yeah, I think he he got injured for the yeah. season. But they have like those a bunch of those types of guys in the system. So it's I don't know. It's on a team with with there's some potential there. on a team with Burns and Carlson. How is their best defenseman a guy named Mario Ferraro? Right. <laughs> yeah, and he's on a league min deal right now, I think. So he's gonna have to get paid eventually too. And they won't have like any room for him because every single one of their guys are on five, six, seven year deals. Like uh Couture, Evander Kane, whatever the hell else happening with him in his contract might be getting cancelled yeah. or something because of bankruptcy. Um uh, then there's Burns, Carlson Vlasic, Martin Jones, just a whole bunch of gigantic deals that none of which are worth the the players. Yeah. <sighs> Luckily, we're not. I don't know. Anyways, Eric Carlson. Yeah, well, clearly Eric Carlson isn't an, a capable NHL GM because if you just looked at the contracts that they had beforehand, he probably would have seen <laughs> that it's not a great place to sign. But that's players are so bad with that because they always go, they like, "Oh, I didn't know that." Oh. Generally speaking, most even casual fans can tell if a team is going to fall off or not. And that's because players aren't good at assessing these things because that's not what they do. (laughs) It's just not like that's why, again, it's always annoying when people go, oh, the players know, the players know. They actually really, they that's not their job to know these things. Their job is to play hockey and understand the team's tactics and what they need to do. It isn't understanding, oh, where's this team going to be in two years' time and analyzing the contract situation and all like they, they doesn't even con- 
enter their mind. Eric Carlson probably looked at that team and went, Couture, Brent Burns, Vlasic, Olympian, uh, Joe Thornton. Your favorite Olympian. Yeah. (laughs) Joe Thornton, Patrick Marlowe. He probably looked at that team and went, all these guys, big names, awesome players. Marlowe wasn't there when he signed. Idiot. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was on the Leafs. Sorry. But all all those other guys. Uh, Joe Pavelski was there when he signed. True. Bunch of Hall of Famers, bunch of Olympians, a bunch of past their prime award, past their prime guys, but their names. And at the end of the day, what matters most when it comes to reputation or what weather. matters most, it is reputation. No, it's definitely the weather. Eric uh, Carlson is is lying if he thought he went there for anything else than the weather. Yeah, well, I, mean, I would go to money. San Jose in their current it's, situation for the, the money. money, the money, the tax situation. Well, Oh, wait, no, 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 no. He doesn't get a good tax no, situation. It's California. He's, no, he's in California. He's in, California. he's in a blue yeah. state. Come on. They don't get good tax situations there. They just steal your money. Yeah, they just get homeless. They just get homelessness, crime, and taxes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> On math. Uh, and then he's going <laughs> to... Like, honestly... Like, Dude, San Jose is a beautiful place to live. If, Been if there. Eric Carlson, Amazing. like wants to complain about this well sorry man you're stuck there because you're making 11.5 million dollars man no teams no, no teams trading you for you i don't even think he's complaining i think he's just going it sucks we're not competitive we need to find a way to be competitive but he's also looking at his beautiful house with a nice pool all warm out all year long and he's thinking okay this is a nice way to make 11.5 million dollars <laughs> 37 years old <laughs> that's what he's thinking right now and, yes. and nobody wants to say that out loud but i genuinely think there's a lot of nhl players out there like that yes yes <laughs> just like i'm gonna make my money i'm you know i'm still gonna try i'm gonna probably give it day, it's just even if job. it's sub even if it's subconscious right it's it could even just be like a Oh, I'm going to try, but really your mind just isn't there anymore. You've been doing this for 10 years now. You're living in a beautiful, you have your guaranteed money to the end of your life. Why even put in that kind of work anymore? It's like a subconscious thing, I think. Anyway, Luke, I am uh, conscious of your time right now. Thank you for joining us. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. It wouldn't be the same without you. I mean, I'm, am I the special guest? You're the special guest, yeah. And because you talked about right, Ty, want to close this out? Uh, oh, yeah. Thank no. you. I talked a lot about Barstool. No, I didn't I talk mean. a lot about it. That's um, what you, you heard yeah, you in the first little sell. bit. Yeah, Martin's got cards to sell. Eric's got work to do. We should let Martin do a solo episode about uh, selling cards since he's <laughs> teaching himself so much. What What are you even doing, Martin? You're trying to figure out how to like buy and sell sports cards? Yeah, because my dad has so many that I and they're all like worth a, a decent amount. So I'm looking into it a lot because I want to sell do them. Do you want... For like, I've got about four thousand cards. You want to buy them net for like a thousand, a hundred thousand dollars? Are they all new, like newer ones? Like no, I haven't them? bought. I haven't bought them in like fifteen years. No, that's too new, man. I, you I need stuff from like forty years. years ago. I have the, Bro, I, that, but I mean, the, like they're from four. The, like I think I've, I have a signed Kujo rookie card. Man. I think this shit's from the sixties. Oh. <laughs> Who cares about people from the sixties? I have the Tim Hortons. I definitely have old people, old people, people buying this stuff. <laughs> Those are the I think I have a signed Kujo rookie card, though. These are the people from their youth, and they like it. They're, they the young people are buying the NFTs, and the old people are buying the sports cards. That's just the way yeah. it works. I have to go. I should go through mine. I, Martin, you and I should have a call sometime. I'll go through mine. Do you have Yu-Gi-Oh cards? No. 
Oh, by the way, my parents I used to have, have a shit ton of Yu-Gi-Oh blue cards. Eye, I don't know where they were. Blue eye white dragon or whatever. I I had a <laughs> blue eyes white dragon. I had a dark magician. I had a that I don't even remember. I used to one. have some, and I remember hiding them under my cabinet because my mom I'd, was like, I'd face, I had fake ob- obelisk cards. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, Todd, close this out. Money. Yeah, actually, they don't really money. need to close this out. Yeah, yeah, I, I have I that new outro. No, 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 no. The real <laughs> okay, fucking okay. All right, everyone. <laughs> thank you, everyone, so much for listening. Yes, go, Luke. Yeah, stop, stop talking about your cards. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll see you all next week. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into this week's episode. We love and appreciate each listener that sticks around to the end. With that comes reminders to leave a review, press follow on those streaming platforms, and make sure to head over to Instagram to follow Talking Hockey. We're on the road to 30K, and we can't wait to continue to build our audience. Luke, Eric, Ty, and Martin signing off. We'll see you all next week.